Mr. Jacob. Yes, Your Honor. Good morning, Your Honors. May it please the court. <laughs> this case comes before the court on a denial of the uh, plaintiff's motion for summary judgment and a grant of the defendant's motion for summary judgment. Uh, within the appeal, there are also a few evidentiary issues um, that, that were raised. Um, and so what, what I'd like to do is go through uh, some facts first, at which time I'll deal with the evidentiary issues, which I don't believe are the uh, main focus or the main issue uh, at hand, and then uh, deal with the, the, the significant issue, and that being the lawfulness or unlawfulness of the ordinance in question. Um, apologize here. Thank you. All right. Now, first of all, the town of Ocean City, uh, Maryland, has approximately 7,800 residents um, and about 8 million visitors yearly. And the 8 million is comprised of about 32% from Maryland, about 34% from Pennsylvania, about 10% from West Virginia, Ohio, and Connecticut, and 24% from Virginia, New Jersey, New York, and internationally. And this is important in the context of this case uh, because we're going to talk about the public moral sensibilities that this ordinance was targeting. And in a sense, it's not just targeting the residents, 7,800 residents, but rather uh, the 8 million. Now, Ocean City did adopt an ordinance, that being Ordinance 2017-10. Um, that ordinance incorporates uh, within it a gender-based distinction uh, that was uh, on the basis of protecting the public sensibilities. Uh, so, Mr. Jacob, if I could I just stop you uh, with what you said right before that, is it is it your position that in considering whether the moral sensibilities are offended, you look you don't look to the residents of the of the locality, but look to the sensibilities of the visitors? Well, Your Honor, we're looking at, as applied, um, this ordinance actually ends up targeting a far greater basis than the residents. But even if we just focus on the residents themselves, as the facts also show, it was a, a small minority of the residents that, that arguably uh, their opinion was even captured. So, so well, I'm just trying to make sure I understand what you're saying the test is. I mean, I, I, I grant, I, I, I understand that you could say that people affected by the ordinance, whether they, you know, what, what they can wear or not wear could be people who are outside the municipality. But is the test about whether the ordinance offends the moral sensibilities, do we look just at the locality or do we look at whoever might visit? I think both. I think we have to look first. What's the authority that says we look outside the locality? Well, my point being, Your Honor, is that if in uh, practice the ordinance actually causes discrimination, I think the Equal Protection Clause itself would say that it cannot stand. But to answer your question directly, I do believe that Your Honor is correct that in passing the ordinance, uh, one would look to the um, locality itself, Ocean City. Okay, thank you. Um, Your Honor, prior to, prior to enacting the ordinance, uh, which targeted uh, the female bare chestness, Ocean City did not conduct any investigation. 
did not conduct any public hearings, did not consult peer-reviewed articles, did not consult, conduct public surveys, they did not consult with experts or consult with other jurisdictions regarding any effect that this type of ordinance would have. Um, Ocean City admits that it didn't conduct any, any survey on how it would impact the tourist industry uh, or, or what impact would happen in the event that the ordinance was not there. What we do know is that there are plaintiffs who testified that they had been bare chested on the beach and there was no disorder uh, prior to the enactment of, of the ordinance. Um, there's been a, a claim or there's been a lot of discussion about uh, striking down this ordinance would support the minority view, but in reality it's a specious argument because there are only few cases in the nation that are even brought in the majority population or the majority of the states. Um, we, don't, we don't see these laws even being enacted to therefore be challenged. Um, notably, the Tenth Circuit, which actually governs uh, six uh, states, has, has decided that uh, such an ordinance cannot uh, stand. Um, basically, this came as a result of complaints to public officials from a, a few hundred people uh, at best. But as we saw in the facts, there was those complaints were not properly documented. Um, there, it's not clear whether there were um, some positive uh, uh, comments that may have been lost along the way. Um, I won't belabor the point, but I think the record's pretty clear on, on that point. Um, with respect to the evidentiary issues, uh, those go to who can opine on the public sensibilities and who cannot. Um, Mayor, the, the judge did give way to uh, Mayor Richard Meehan and um, uh, Councilwoman, uh, I believe it's Mary Knight, I apologize if I have her name wrong, um, basically saying that they could uh, testify as to um, what, what they believe to be the public sensibilities. But when asked what their qualifications were, the mayor said that, well, he was um, elected, lives in Ocean City, and he listens to what people bring to his attention. He doesn't have any specialized uh, uh, training in that regard. And uh, Mary Knight explained her qualifications as the fact that she, uh, the way she was raised, that she was family oriented, um, and that uh, and that she has a Catholic background, and that she has an education from Loyola, uh, but, but basically she said, "I'm pretty good at understanding when somebody has a concern." Uh, so essentially, there's there's no there's no specialized training that these uh, individuals had in order to uh, properly evaluate in a way. There's no qualitative, quantitative, empirical data uh, that these individuals were, number one, qualified to collect, and number two, analyzed uh, with respect to, to coming about and passing uh, this, this ordinance. Um, in contrast, we have uh, Debbie Herbenick, who did talk about uh, the effect that such statutes do have and how it undermines the very purpose of, of the statute, which is to protect. So statutes of this nature um, they are governed, it's our argument that the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment is supposed to protect uh, everybody with equal, equal protection under the law. Um, but in this case, Ocean City has used the Equal Protection Clause to justify the existence of an ordinance that's based on sexist ide ideology that has been proven uh, to hurt women and children. This is the very reason that we have a heightened standard, that being the intermediate standard 
um, that, that the courts have guided us to say that, hey, we need to be very careful that, that we're not letting uh, improper, unlawful reasons uh, creep into the law. And the law is, is riddled with, with situations uh, where that has occurred that the courts um, have reversed. Uh, I mean, keep in mind, when our nation was founded, this constitution, it was for white men, landowners. Um, our, you know, initially, it offended the public moral sensibilities to have women vote, to, to have black men counted as people. So the fact that, that something may make other people uncomfortable is not a reason for a, a, a classification to continue. Um, the fact is, yes, people will be made uncomfortable as we continue to provide equality under the law. Uh, we see that with uh, um, gay marriage. We see that uh, even now we're seeing what's going on is the public is demanding equal protection under the law when characteristics serve as the basis uh, for discrimination. We're seeing that right now around the nation uh, with an intent or an effort to to eradicate um, systemic racism, which I understand is a different issue, but um, I'm, I'm just saying the public has consistently been demanding more and more equality under the law. Um, but but here, this government objective that has been recognized, the public moral sensibilities, is an amorphous term that nobody seems able to really uh, define. And when we look behind, well, what did that mean to, to Ocean City? We find that it basically meant that people were uncomfortable. This takes me to this court's uh, 1991 opinion of USB Biasic, which essentially um, handcuffed the district court uh, with respect to how the court uh, needed to rule uh, based on the concept of stare decisis. Um, the court noted that, that basically, like it or not, this is the law in this district. Um, but, but importantly, even Biasic understood that at some point um, the, the public is going to mature and progress. And, you know, I believe we are there, but I also believe that this standard that has evolved is being um, misused to, to circumvent the very thing that, that it was intended to protect. And that's, again, um, that, that public morality opinions are creeping into, into the law, but for an improper basis. And in fact, when we, when we actually look back at the Biasic um, ordinance, the preamble said um, that it, it was it was uh, deemed necessary to prohibit certain conduct in order to promote the health, safety, and general welfare of the county's inhabitants, whereas this ordinance says one does not have a right to impose one's lifestyle on others who have an equal right to be left alone. Ironically, the ordinance is doing just that. It is imposing the lifestyles, the, the opinions, the sexist ideologies of a very small group onto the masses, onto the majority. And again, you know, that it's not, we are not supposed to be implementing a, a morality code, uh, but that is exactly uh, what, is, what is happening here. Um, there, there, there was really no objective in, in, in the, the, the passing of this uh, statute, ocean ordinance. They said that 
Uh, when questioned, they were not targeting any special issue or problem particular to women. They were uh, not targeting any potential deleterious effects or secondary adverse effects that might happen. Uh, they did not, again, they didn't conduct any research and then target some health problem. Um, they did no investigation into whether it could even harm children or promote a rape culture or negative impact on a female body image or negatively impacting breastfeeding rates, all of which Debbie Herbanic or Dr. Herbanic, uh, her unrebutted opinion, uh, mind you, uh, pointed out that this ordinance does essentially the exact opposite of what it purports uh, to, to do. Um, and really interesting was that there was even an admission that the ideology crept in um, because when we when they were talking about the public sensibilities and moral sensibilities, uh, they were asked about the sexualization of the female body. And there was an admission that it might be part of the issue that the sensibilities revolved around. Um, Ocean City understood that the sexualization of the female body could have been one of the reasons for the complaints, but they never explored that. They never explored if their complainants, if their family values and moral sensibilities um, were simply um, archaic. Uh, were, were, were these people who uh, wanted this law because they believed that women should be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen? Um, or whether, um, you know, whether women should be permitted to drive or whether they should be wearing a burqa in public and walking six feet behind men. None of this was explored. The whole reason uh, for why these complaints even came about. Um, and, and there's a duty and a responsibility on our public officials to make sure uh, that that what they're purporting to fix is actually a problem and the objective that that they are using actually fixes the problem. And this brings to another issue, the fact that the statute, excuse me, the ordinance is overly broad. Uh, it talks about gender and sex. It conflates the issue into one, but our society has progressed and now understands that um, sex is designated at birth through genitalia identification, but gender is something much more deep. And here, you know, how is this going to be applied when there's a, a transgendered person who identifies as male, but has a female um, uh, physical features. Mind you, the differences are, are really small. Um, yes, there are uh, female breasts that, that are large, but there are male breasts that are equally large, and there are females who have a flat chest, and there are males who have flat chest. There really is no outer distinction between the two. There's an inner mammary gland, uh, but that can't be seen but is functional in the females and, and usually not functional in the males. I'm out of time, but of course I will answer any of the court's uh, questions. All right. Thank you, Mr. Jacob. Thank Mr. you. Mr. Bright. Yes, thank you, Your Honor. Uh, may it please the court, Bruce Bright, on behalf of the town of Ocean City. And if Your Honors have any questions, I'd be happy to start there. If not, I will discuss very briefly the evidentiary issues that, that arose below and on which the, uh, the trial court ruled. Hearing no questions, I will proceed to that. Um, the first issue was whether or not the trial court abused its discretion when it denied as moot plaintiff's motion to exclude purported expert opinions of Mayor uh, Rick Meehan and council member Mary Knight. This uh, motion was denied as moot in, in essence because their testimony did not include any expert opinions. They were never identified 
as expert witnesses. They were never proffered as expert witnesses. And their testimony was only fact testimony and to some degree lay opinions, and more particularly on the subject of what the prevailing public moral sensibilities are uh, in Ocean City as it relates to one subject, and that is whether or not exposure of the female breast still does and should constitute nudity and and be regulated as such. Um, so the you know you have federal rule of of evidence 702 that governs admissibility of expert opinion. Of course, rule of civil procedure 2682 that governs disclosure of, of expert opinions, and then you have Daubert and the other cases. None of that applies court's ruling on this particular issue because Councilmember uh, Knight and Mayor Meehan were not ever proffered and did not testify as expert witnesses. There is the related evidentiary issue. Um, but you said that they were allowed to give opinion. Yes, Your Honor, they were. What, 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 what authority do you have for lay people or anybody else other than an expert to give opinion? They're fact witnesses, aren't they? Well, there are fact witnesses, and the authority that I would give would be Rule Rule of Evidence 701, which which governs lay opinions and provides that uh, a witness not testifying, or certainly they were not, um, may testify in the form, may provide testimony in the form of an opinion, if it is rationally based on the witness's perception. And I think the record is clear that their lay opinions were rationally based on their perception of what the all right, let's get to the rational, to rational, what, what is so, how many people did they talk to? Well, the testimony was, and of course this testimony was unrebutted, was that as soon as some discussion of how this issue arose may be useful here, but there was a, uh, the, one of the plaintiffs in this case approached the state's attorney's office and, um, and the uh, Ocean City Police Department affirmatively proactively approached those two agencies um, in late 2016, early 2017, to inquire what their position would be on the subject of female toplessness on the Ocean City generally. The state's attorney referred that matter to the AG's office for some guidance. The Ocean City Police Department, of course, waited until the state's attorney and the AG's office took a position. But when that when that occurred, there was a lot of reporting in the media about this issue, and along the lines of, you know, Ocean City. You're Dude, trailing off, Council. I can't hear you. I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? I hear you now. Okay, I apologize. There was reporting, pretty extensive reporting in the media, Your Honor, uh, after this question was raised, and then the state's attorney went to the AG's office about it. And the reporting was along the lines of the Ocean City beaches may become nude beaches. Well, as soon as that story made it into the papers, there was a, a significant public um, hue and cry over this issue. And the mayor and council began to hear from many, many people. And what they testified to was they received many emails and, and, and approximately 100 of those emails are in the record. 100. I'm sorry? You said 100? Approximately 100, yes. All right, go ahead. Beyond that, and of course, the mayor and council are well known in, in this community as the mayor and council, and everywhere they go publicly, people may walk up to them and raise 
public issues, they both testified that um, in places they went, this issue was addressed and raised, and they were, they were asked for their views on it. They also received um, many phone calls. Um, and there is in the habit, as as was, and, and Councilmember Knight is no, no longer on the council, but when she was on the council, they were both in the habit of, of, of taking calls from whomever is a, a, a citizen in the community. So I assume that there are no numbers to these calls and people coming up to them, correct? We don't, we don't have measured and, and recorded numbers as to the calls. We do have numbers as to the emails, but we have their their testimony to that effect. And I think it's important to note what Judge Pradar held was, you know, there, by virtue of their position, both under their charter and otherwise by virtue of their position as elected officials their job is to take the the temperature of the public on a whole host of issues this being no different than other issues where they evaluate what the public view is and then they legislate on that basis that's what uh, city councils do that's what county councils do that's what they did in this case um, and they uh, they waited, however, some length of time for the AG's opinion. That took a long time. They then passed because it was the beginning of a season. As a, and as I said, this issue was getting a lot of attention and focus. And there were a lot of upset people communicating with the mayor and council. They, they took the step to pass an ordinance at the beginning of the season. And then, coincidentally, within about a week after that, the AG's office issued its uh, determination, not in the form of an AG's opinion formally as such, but in the form of a letter uh, from an assistant AG to the effect that they, that the AG's office believed the Court of Appeals would find the ordinance to be, to be constitutional under equal protection analysis. So that reinforced the, the legislative decision that they made, but it was, it did not predate the legislative uh, decision that they made. And, you know, the court went to some length. So this law came into effect because someone asked about what they would do if they expressed their freedom in this manner on the beach. It, it all it all began, the sequence of events, yes, Your Honor, began with Chelsea uh, Chelsea. So, so, so I guess this, this moral sensibility is, uh, was of recent uh, vintage, right? Because you didn't, you didn't have a statute before someone asked the question. Is that right? No, Your Honor. What what I would say to that is that the 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 prior to then, the mayor and council, apparently anyway, did not see the need to specifically legislate on that issue, because the sensibilities were what they were, and people conformed themselves to the that. Well, well, now you had in the more modern era, someone come along saying they wish to go topless, or they wish to go topless on Ocean City that necessitated addressing that issue uh, legislatively through the adoption of the ordinance. Ordinance, But we don't take the position that the sensibilities of the public, the moral sensibilities of the public on this issue, relate to any recent events um, or arose only because of recent events. It's just that the issue surfaced as an issue for legislative concern um, because of of the events that predated the adoption of the ordinance. But the, the, Marin, uh, the, the sensibilities of folks in Ocean City is and has always been consistent with, with 
with what's reflected in the ordinance and the ordinance is very clearly adopted to protect well you're testifying now counsel because what you just told me the basis for my question was what's the rational basis you don't have it any, anywhere near a fraction of 7,800 people. Basically, it says 100 people who wrote something, a document, and wherever the mayor, that those two people, they, their paths were and telephone calls, we don't know. Are we to assume that everyone who didn't call is in favor or have no such moral sensibility? I don't think you can make that assumption. Why um, not? Well, I, I would say this, Your Honor, that, that uh, there was testimony from uh, Mayor Meehan and uh, Councilmember Knight to the effect that nobody came forward to them, either by phone or in person or by email. Nobody came forward to them. There may have been one or two emails. I want, I want to be clear on that. But nobody came forward to them otherwise in support of the idea of female toplessness on the Ocean City Beach. And well, all it didn't have to be. You just framed the facts. You said it was widely done in the in the news, and you said it was reported that we may have uh, topless beaches in this town. Well, then the fact that they don't come forward will suggest that, okay, so big deal. Why, why is that not a reasonable, uh, you know, to make, a uh, conclusion to make? Well, the mayor, the mayor and council, when they legislate, they must have an understanding of what the public will is. And they determine, they don't always, do, there are many questions on which the mayor and council led where they do not conduct detailed studies, analysis, and take polls before they legislate on, legislate on, a, on a question, a question affecting public interest and public concern. Was there a public hearing? There was a public hearing on the ordinance. Yes, Your Honor, the transcript of that is- yeah, How many people spoke? Uh, nobody spoke uh, <laughs> opposed to it. Um, there were a couple of people that spoke right. in favor of the ordinance. Nobody spoke opposed to it. I thought, I wonder how long it would take you to get around to that. Nobody spoke to it. That's the form which they exempt you. It's, it's, it's amazing. Well, I want, to be, I want to be clear. Nobody spoke opposed to the ordinance that was being adopted. Right. The only people who spoke at that hearing, and there were one or two, I believe, spoke in favor uh, at oh. some length in favor of the ordinance. Right. Two people. Yes, Your Honor. And, and of course, that, that meeting was publicly disclosed. If there were widespread public sensibilities in favor of, I, I guess I would, I would look at it this way. There's no question that still today, um, under equal protection analysis, protecting um, against or protecting public moral sensibilities has been and is a uh, an important governmental objective um, under Supreme Court and other jurisprudence. There's no question about that. We'll let you mention Supreme Court. You, you, you're familiar with Lawrence, aren't you? Um, as you as you state Lawrence, uh, I. I I couldn't tell you what the case is about, but Your Honor, you don't know what the Lawrence case is with the Supreme Court. I, I may well know, but as you as you're asking me, I can't recall what Lawrence is about. Okay, but, but I I would cite the Craig versus Boren. I was just talking about you talk about how we've progressed. You said you included Supreme Court. Uh, you know, it's yeah. Is Lawrence the case in terms of equal protection of of transgender folks? And is that is that the recent Supreme Court case that you're referring to? No, no. What about, about in terms of consenting adults in terms of sexual behavior between them? You can't, they can't be legislated. 
Well, he prohibit those things and all those laws that they had, like sodomy and all those things that they had to go across the board. It's a different. And I raise it because you said the Supreme Court, you started there. Uh, you know, we, we're just not in the same Neanderthal type environment. I, I, I agree with that 100%, Your Honor. But this is not regulation of sexual behavior or sexual choices or, or, or sexual, uh, you know, um, issue at all. This is this is a regulation of public nudity and whether or not public nudity should still be defined as including exposure of the female breast. There, there isn't any question that today and at all points in time, the Supreme Court has said that regulation of public nudity to protect the important governmental objective uh, or to advance the important governmental objective of protecting uh, public and moral sensibilities is perfectly constitutional. Really, the only issue before before your honor and the other members of the court in this case is whether whether ex exposure of the female breast could still be included within the definition of nudity. Regulation of or, or prohibition of public nudity. Well, we're not talking about nudity here because we have to reach that. This is about equal protection and how it falls differently yes, on men and women. That's understood. Yes, so, Your Honor. Yes. So in other words, the point is that you see a lot of people think it's immoral for a woman to have her breast shown on the beach. That's immoral? Well, I, I, I would phrase it differently than that people think it's immoral for women to show their breasts. The public sensibility of the, the residents of Ocean City is that it, it, the public sense of the public moral sensibility is that they don't want to see nudity and they define nudity as including exposure of the female breast. So it, it, there isn't a morality um, issue beyond that. It's the it's it's that equal protection analysis um, allows a legislative body to pass legislative le legislation that serves an important governmental objection uh, objective and is substantially related to achieving that governmental objective and well, here council alluded to those and uh mr jacob mentioned a prior uh, prior type of sensibilities like it wasn't until 1970 that you know loving versus virginia that uh miscegenation laws which people felt that it was immoral for people of different races to marry Understood. wasn't that a moral what was it not defended on moral basis Absolutely. Uh, well, under, understood, Your Honor. And, and understood and, what? Was it the answer? Yes, it was moral. Wasn't it? They thought it was morally sensible to the and a moral sensibility. I believe, I, believe so, I believe so, Your Honor. And obviously, that that was a view that did not was not proper ever and did not survive the test of time. Did you say obvious and never was? Was never proper. That never was, proper. Right. Never proper. It went a long time. Nineteen seventy, and that's uh. How much, how much passed the 14th Amendment, the 13th Amendment? That's a long time. Understood. But in this case, there there hasn't been any evidence presented by the plaintiffs in this case that would reflect that the public sensibilities toward this category of public nudity, which is exposure of the female breast, has changed as, 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 as in, in comparison to what it was in 1991 when the Oxford was. But it couldn't. But part of it was to just uh, qualify my master question: Is it limited to just community and what authority is that is? Well, 
evidence can come in. It doesn't necessarily have to be the sine qua non of the question, but the broader question, why is it not relevant what other people beyond the confines of your fair town think about it? That's in the context. It doesn't have to be dispositive for it to be admissible. That Well, I, I guess I would agree, Your Honor, but there wasn't even evidence to that degree. There was no evidence of any views nationally, statewide, within Ocean City or otherwise of public sensibilities toward this subject of exposure of the female uh, breast other than the evidence put forward by the town of Ocean City. There was no evidence put forward by the plaintiffs that rebutted that or that told a different story in terms of what the public uh, sensibilities may be on this subject. In fact, their, their proffered expert um, testified there was no such study on the subject, either nationally, certainly not in the state of Maryland, or in the region. So there wasn't any evidence at all presented by the other side on the subject of what the public sensibilities were. And I think the court, the court's ears were, were open to hear that evidence if it existed and if it was presented. And we were certainly open to, to respond to it uh, if it had been presented, but there was no such evidence. All, all of the evidence presented in the record below was to the effect that public sensibilities, the public moral sensibilities of the town of Ocean, still, Ocean City still did not um, accept uh, public nudity to include exposure of the female breast. So you really had a one-sided record. Um, and, and under Biasic, Biasic is, it is precedent. It is this, this, this court's prior ruling. Obviously it can be overturned by this court, but uh, under the doctrine of stare decisis, there just, there isn't a record in this case on which to overturn the ruling of the, of, of this court in, in Biasic. And then you have the, the, of course, the rulings from the other circuits that all support the finding of Judge Bredar, uh below on equal protection analysis, including very recently the Supreme Court of New Hampshire in the Lilly case, and the uh, the Eighth Circuit in the the Springfield case. The only different outcome is the Tenth Circuit's decision in in the Fort Collins case. In that case, we we addressed this in our briefs, but that case is clearly distinguishable because the municipality in that, in that case provided different uh, justifications uh, for the ordinance that they passed. The court held that the ordinance was not substantially related to achievement of those particular um, uh, uh, purposes. Uh, in this case, we have a different purpose, which is the protection of the prevailing uh, moral and public sensibilities um, in the Ocean City area. Uh, with that, unless the court has any other questions, I will uh, I will stop my argument. Thank you, Mr. Bright. Uh, Mr. Jacob, you have some time. Uh, thank you, Your Your Honor. Um, first of all, with respect to the uh, last uh, comments by uh, Attorney Bright, uh, actually the the record was hardly one sided. Dr. Debbie Herbanic uh, actually did uh, provide opinions. Uh, on this issue, and uh, I discussed those in the brief. Um, basically, uh, the court wanted to, I only have a few minutes here, but pages uh, 12 and 13 of the brief identify 
um, those various opinions that uh, she held. Um, this, this case is about the agency of women to decide for themselves what they do with their body and when they're considered sexual objects and not. Um, the, the fact is men were not permitted to be topless uh, as recently as the, I believe it was the 20s or 30s and had to fight for that right. And now it's not a big deal because nobody has been killed by a breast. Um, one of the first things that a, a baby sees when they're born is the female breast. And it's interesting that while we have artistic expression and we have exceptions for uh, breastfeeding, uh, everybody's safe when those events occur, but suddenly it's incredibly offensive when the breast is removed from a baby's mouth and put back into a shirt. The, the real problem uh, or, or question with respect to Debbie Herbanek, it, it goes to weight and credibility, not admissibility and not to qualification. She, her opinion should not ha have been struck. But I think you're on, um, uh, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Two of 7,800 people made a complaint and we don't have any evidence here despite the city's or, or the town's burden of proof to, up, to show the, the validity of the just or, or the validity of the ordinance, nothing was put in. Um, I just council, have... council, why do you, I mean, I, I think you're right that at the public hearing, there were two people who spoke against, you know, and we could debate what, what that means. I mean, some people would say the absence of any when an ordinance is being proposed to restrict suggests lack of support. Maybe you could say the other, that the lack of more than two means no one really cares. I, I don't really know how to do that, but don't we also have the evidence of the, the two officials who talked about the documented emails and then talked about phone calls and interactions beyond what's documented. Sure. And, and, and so, I mean, I, I think it's a little unfair to say you got two people. You have two people who were elected to represent the folks who talked about what's documented and what's beyond that. Now, we may think it's you know, good or bad what they think, but the question is what's the moral sensibilities and you know I, I i'm just trying to hard to figure out why that evidence doesn't count towards that despite you know the kind of philosophical points you're making well your honor i, I hit on basically both points that, that you raised number one is these officials being elected they they were elected but once the stated opinion of the mayor came out he actually received fewer vote and was elected by less than a majority of the people. So it, it, that is telling in and of itself. Uh, when, when he was trying to say, hey, I was elected, therefore they support this issue. Um, going to, to the other question, the evidentiary question, uh, well, I'm sorry, first as to the election pages uh, 10 and 11 of my brief discussed that issue. Pages six and seven address the other issue that you raised, Your Honor, and that is, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's just say that there were um, as as we were able to, I, I tried to pull it out of them, but uh, on the record being conservative, they had 150 complained by email or telephone. I think they said uh, 300 to 500, because they didn't really log them well, complained to the mayor in person, and um, they didn't log who those were. We don't know if they were visitors. As your honor pointed out, we don't know if these complaints were visitors who came into town or whether they were residents of the town, um, there was right. simply there there was simply no logging of this evidence, so it could even be uh, tested. But 
But, but really, Your Honor, what this comes down to is the fact that uh, everybody deserves equality under the law. And while the, the other case uh, that they referenced, the Tenth Circuit case, while it was different um, factors or um, government interests that they were looking at, it circled right back to the fact that what was really going on was this was an attempt to legislate morality. And that's exactly uh, what's happening here, only even more blatant in this ordinance. Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you so much, Mr. Jacob, and thank you, Mr. Bright, for your, your, your arguments. We appreciate that. And uh, we can't come down and greet you, but uh, please know that uh, we very much appreciate your arguments and help in this case. And uh, I wish that you would be safe and stay well. Thank you. Thank you, Your Honor.